the Pop Insider. Hello, this is James, a.k.a. The Rock Father from The Pop Insider. And Marissa, at That Toy Girl. Also from The Pop Insider. We are sitting here at New York Comic Con. This is our first ever appearance at this show. We've got a booth. We're in booth number 270. Um, this is a new thing for us. So um, we're also it's also the first time that we've ever done a podcast on the fly where we're sitting here just riffing on what's going on around us. And what happens to be going on around us right now is uh, Alan Tudyk, who I know best as K2SO, from Star Wars really? Rogue One. That's what I know him best okay, as. Uh, see, I'm fangirling a little bit because I, I really liked Firefly and Dollhouse. Have you ever seen Dollhouse? I know the show. That was the one with Elijah Dushku, right? Yes. It, it, it only was one season or maybe two seasons. Um, and it was the kind of show that like hooked you immediately and then it went very far off the rails. But even still, I loved that show. And uh, he was in that, too. See, and I know him from wearing a goofy motion capture suit and being replaced by a digital droid. That's really funny. And the funny thing is, he's going to do it again because they're making a a prequel. It's weird because Rogue One was a prequel to Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. And then now they're making a prequel to Rogue One as a series on Disney+. Plus. That's supposed to focus on Cassian Andor, who is the pilot slash spy rebel smuggler something we don't know his full backstory but we know that somehow he ends up with this reprogrammed imperial droid which of course is alan and alan is sitting across the way here and has nothing to do with us right now but we can see this man talking so he is not on our show and it says the first order so you know so they're talking about star wars Uh, speaking of star wars it's force friday it is it is it doesn't it, feel like show it. Show some respect. It is Triple Force Friday. <laughs> it's Triple it's Force Friday. It's not just Force Friday. That's true. And you know what? This is the first year that I have not been somewhere at midnight for Force Friday. I know. It's weird. It's um, I, I, like We're in a New York bubble, obviously, but it's New York Comic Con, and I feel like we've been so focused on that that it, it, it outshadowed Force Friday for me a little bit. So what they've always had, and obviously I live in the Midwest. For those of you who don't know, I live outside of Chicago, so... We sort of have the best of both worlds with like city and suburbs. But for Force Friday, when they release all the new Star Wars product, there's always somewhere to find an event. And in previous years, it seemed like everybody was in on it. Target, which doesn't even have 24-hour stores, was doing midnight openings. Walmart would roll the stuff out. Meyer would roll it out. And of course, previously, uh, for the last two, uh, Toys R Us was still around. So yeah. there, were, there, there were Toys R Us uh, midnight openings. And that wasn't the case this year. And then there were still some stores doing some things, but it just happened. I was in the air last night uh, flying here. You were working on prepping this show. Yes. Um, so it's such an odd thing. Did you hear so, the news about Playmobil? Which about what? Which part of the news about Playmobil, other than them always being awesome? That they're going back to the future? I did hear that they're going back to the future. So, so what's your favorite out of that? I feel I always I'm not I'm no good at like evaluating toys based on a photo. I really oh you haven't seen to, them in person. No, I haven't. Seen I them have. Yet. Oh great! Well, look so, at you. All right. So and you can one see one step them. ahead of me. So they they have an ad for it actually yeah, in in our brand new New do. York Comic Con issue of Pop Insider. There is an ad because they're launching Back to the Future and Scooby Doo, which is yeah. awesome. It's um, his birthday too. It is, and you know what I wasn't even thinking too. 
because it, it, it doesn't seem to be part of the marketing yet, but I bet it will. Next year would be 35 years of Back to the Future. I'm sure we'll see so, some stuff coming you know, out for that. It was 1985. They went back to 55, ahead to 2015, back to 1885. But 2020, yeah. that's 35 years of Back to the Future. And Scooby is 50, right? Scooby is 50 this year. Right. But there's a new movie coming out next year that's just called Scoob. Ah. Um, so there is a tie-in. The Playmobil folks have a booth here. They're really showing off the new Back to the Future line. They're showing Scooby-Doo, but then they've also got the DreamWorks Dragons collection and Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is, is another one. It's 35 years of Ghostbusters this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a big thing. But what I thought was really cool with Scooby is that the way they did the Mystery Machine for Playmobil is not the traditional shape of the Mystery Machine. Nor is it the tradition or the shape of like the live action movies a couple years ago, but it's got a cool playable look that I think kids are gonna like as well as collectors. That's exciting. I just we just did um, for cosplayers getting coffee our, our YouTube series. We did a 50th anniversary shoot in honor of Scooby Doo, and all of the cosplayers were female. So we had like a female Fred and Shaggy. It was a little gender bend. The only male in the group was actually my dog, Anakin, who was playing Scooby. Um, but one of the girls had her Jeep Renegade wrapped like the mystery machine. It was Does pretty cool. Does she always have it wrapped? Yes. Or was it just for the, it, so it wasn't just for the shoot? No, no. She drives the mystery machine around every single day. That is pretty fantastic. <laughs> we have a very nice. excited Frank Castle. Oh, yeah. This is a for the super unicorn. excited Frank Castle. And he looks legit, too. Dead so, on. For those of you that, that were not uh, listening to this before, didn't see our Instagrams and all that good stuff, we have Unicron from Hasbro. It's the prototype for their big HasLab, Hasbro Pulse campaign. It's in our booth. And yeah, this Frank Castle, <laughs> I wish there was video right now because this guy's flipping his shit. The Punisher is losing his mind over Unicron. I don't know if we've established yet if we can swear on podcasts. We don't really have a policy on that yet. If we could what? Swear on podcasts. So I said Frank Castle was flipping his shit over Unicron. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think we're good. We, we just haven't established that. Yeah. Now, now we have a lovely Ray and Freddy Krueger here at the booth. So one of my favorite things about Comic-Con is that you could go up to anyone and be like, what are you in line for? And half the time they will say, I don't know. They just get in line to be on the line. All right, so I think that this, <laughs> I think that this also applies to fan events in general. And I saw, I saw kind of the same thing happen this summer at the Hot Wheels Legends Tour. There was different activation set up that had lines, like you could either purchase a limited edition vehicle or you could spin a wheel to win a prize. Right, and the right. same exact thing was happening. People were just getting in lines and going, I don't know what this line is for, but all right. these people are lined up, so I need to be here too and I'll find out what it is at the front. So do you think that any of these people ever get in the long line, wait, and then are sadly disappointed at the end? I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot of disappointment. I feel like... You commit to the line and like whatever's at the end of it. I mean, we even had a line just to spin our little prize wheel that was wrapping all the way around our booth. That's and just I was because like we're shocked. Awesome. I was like, what? 
Why are they, people waiting in line for this? Because we have awesome people. I know, this it's booth. true. So even if they didn't win a prize, they won our smiles. They're and a sticker. <laughs> we had some consolation prizes, so there are a lot of Feel Your Fandom stickers out there. Um, but I will say one of the longest lines I saw was at the Kid Robot booth for the Unicorn Chrome Hello Kitty. Have you seen that? I did. I walked by and I saw that earlier. There is a thing, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just shiny things are appealing to people. Yeah. Chrome stuff always ends up being a popular collectible. Yeah. And, and not just first party, secondary market and all yeah. of that stuff. Transformers has been doing Chrome editions for years. They call them one shots. Yeah. Um, some of them are global exclusives, and then Funko, of course, does their Chrome exclusives, and then it's different colors. Yeah, like right, right, right. Blue chrome, blue, yeah, the blue chrome. ones for for uh, Star Wars celebration. Yes, Those and then cool. they become super sought after. And the thing is, too, just putting Chrome on something isn't really hard to do. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily look as good as the figure does when it's highly detailed. I agree. But it's like having like your own yeah. little Oscar statue, but right, today right. it's Hello Kitty. But this is a chrome, like rainbow unicorn Hello Kitty. Like, come on, I have one. I got it, so, it's amazing. And it is rainbow chrome. It, yeah, well yes, because like she has this sort of like mane that's rainbow and metallic like it, it, it's amazing it, yeah it's, it's not it's, just doing silver no chrome. it is small like it's a it's a pretty like i would say maybe a five inch figure how three much to were five they inches. selling for? oh i i can't remember so i i turn a blind eye to the price tag and i just swipe the credit card and like run away and never think about it again watch cosplayers getting coffee exclusively on the pop insider.com